Welcome everyone to Beauty and Business. I'm very excited to be here today with my other half, Toby Wilson. Hi, Toby. Hi, everyone. Hi, Al. Uh, This is great. We're going to go through a really important topic today that is very close to my heart because you know how much I love to contribute and, and, and I know that you do too, value to people. I mean, that is the foundation of our brands. That's the, the value that we hold really dear uh, in our hearts is that everything that we do has to be about contrib- contributing to someone's life, contrib- contributing to their financial success, uh, to their skill, whatever. Yep. And that yeah, feels, adding actual value. Absolutely. Yeah. And that feels really good, doesn't it, that we get to do that? Yeah. So we're going to speak today about one of the biggest issues that business owners have, and that is uh, sales. How do we sell? You know, we have all these kind of ideas, concepts, even in our imagination, we, we see the used car sales uh, guy <laughs> trying to sell us a car. Um, you know, it sort of plays on our mind, doesn't it, sometimes? Yeah, and, and I think everyone's had the experience of, of being sold to and really not enjoying the process of being on the receiving end of someone who's sort of almost manip- manipulating by asking you uh, questions and mm. trying to lead you to a conclusion and sort of quite often in a sales environment um, the common response is, well, let me think about it. I'm going to go think about it and I'll come back. Like that's a very common thing that I think salespeople hear and anyone that's been in sales for any period of time knows that that's, you're never going to see them again most of the time. Like that's the, the, uh, the response that someone gives to avoid the social discomfort of being stuck in a sales situation with a salesperson and feeling in some way pressured or tied in with them. And do you know what I think about that? I, I just think that that's bad sales. That's exactly a, that's right. It's a bad sales technique because really when you're going into that place, and, I mean, it happened to me recently in a mall, I remember. I don't know. I think I told you about this. I had someone come up and he he was really accosting me every time I walked past because I had to go to the ladies. I think it was at the airport. And he just kept coming back. And I, in the end I just turned to him when he did it the last time and I said, you know what, you're just never going to reach me like that. I said, you're just losing me. Each time you do this, I said, you're just not reaching me. And I said, I'm just giving you some feedback. I was really kind to him and he looked at me and he thanked me and he said, thank you so much. He said, I'm really sorry. And so for me, that was that was me just stepping in outside of, I mean, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. In fact, I wanted to contribute to him and say, guy, this is not the way to do it. Right? So I think that our, our, our idea of selling or retail, even selling ourselves, you know, and, and what the value that we have to offer our clients is coloured by you know, people that do it badly because they haven't been trained to do it well. They haven't been trained uh, from a value value selling, you know, contributing to the life of others rather than selling for the dollar, selling to meet targets. Let me just say this, Toby, and I think one of the things in sales that's really important when we have team members and even for ourselves, if we're trying to meet a target, you've really got to stop thinking like that, I believe. If you want to reach, you've got it. doesn't mean, I mean, I think that when anyone that's just focusing on targets, at some point they're going to be hitting blocks. Um, I think that it's a much more enjoyable and fun process when you're, you're not doing that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What happens when, when there's a focus on targets is that there is an agenda in our own minds and, and that we hold in every single interaction 
that we have. And that agenda, which is a self-serving agenda when we're focusing on a target, naturally uh, instills some level of guilt inside ourselves because we we have a an outcome that we're looking for. We're not just natural, relaxed. We're not allowing another person absolute freedom of expression, freedom of decision, and then operating within our own environment, um, our own internal environment, just in, in relation to that and operating freely. We're really... Um, um, almost locked ourselves into a predefined outcome uh, and that can be very difficult for, for a lot of people. Some people do it naturally and they just flow like that but for other people, yeah, it is, it is really difficult. I think that they do and I think that you, you, you will get the sale doing that every now and again but you will get to a point in your life as you begin to grow and this is my personal experience because I've been you know, in in that role for over 34 years, you will get to a a stage as you're evolving as a human being where that will not be comfortable anymore. And that really did happen to me. And thank goodness for that. I'm so happy that it did because then it it got me to dive in deeper and have a look at really what and who am I in the lives of the people that um, I, that are, you know, before me uh, in my profession, in what it is that I do best um, who am I in their lives? And what I really came to, and I want to go straight to the takeaway here, I was I was the expert that was contributing to a problem that they were facing that I had the solution to. So I, I went from selling to con- contribution to adding value and it was I really started to believe inwardly. I brought this new idea, this new belief that really, in fact, reinforced itself pretty quickly uh, in my businesses, which was that I was the best possible thing that had happened to that human being um, uh, as far as solving that the biggest problem they were facing right now. I had to, I really started to believe it. And I started to believe it because I knew, I truly knew I had something to contribute that would be life-changing for them, that would solve the problem they were coming to me with, whether it was brows, whether it was skin, whether it was waxing, whatever it was. So for me, I turned that around from selling to being the contributor. I was contributing. I don't like to use the word service. I'm not a slave. I'm not a serf. I'm not in service to anyone. I contribute. I contribute. I add value. And I think that that too subconsciously uh, plays a really big part. A lot of people say, Toby, that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, you're in service to other people. Yeah, that, that doesn't work for me. How does that feel for you, that word? Um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't experienced a negative connotation around it inside myself, but but I sort of understand what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're saying. I, I think that when we're contributing to people's lives, we feel like we're a part of their life. We feel like we become a part of their life and of their experience. The other thing I wanted to say too, when you were mentioning about the agenda driven um, selling, is that. You know, we 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 know we want something from the client, and the client we know the client knows that too. That's mm. that, that's really uncomfortable. So stepping away from that, how do we uh, in our business? How do we? I, I guess that's why we offer so much, really, so much value, because even in our own business, foundationally, we're coming from that space where we are truly contributing to the lives of every single student that comes to us, right? Yeah, and and I think what what you uh, 
mentioned earlier about you feeling like you were actually the best thing that's ever happened to this client in relation to all of their their needs. Um, that comes back to really seeing and acknowledging the actual value that you're able to contribute. And that's that can be an issue for people in a selling environment that don't have a differentiated product or service, that don't have a product or service that is really meaningfully different and holds that value. They're trying to sell something that the person can either just go and get elsewhere. Or they're not um, experts in it, whatever Yeah, it exactly. Is. They're not experts. Specialising. Yeah, they're not specialising in anything. That makes it difficult because you know full well in your conscious mind that um, there's five other places in the local area that this client could go and get the same service or treatment or product or whatever it is and you're sort of there's this idea of, as we were saying, targets of trying to convince them that that they need to get it from you and so on. But deep down what's underneath that, there's not actual sincerity and the lack of sincerity is because you know in inside yourself that I'm not really a complete expert at this in a way where, where other, other professionals who, who are in the marketplace um, you know, don't know what I know, can't do what I do. You're sort of dealing with a very even playing field. So are you and kind of, in a way, being a little bit fraudulent in your own mind? You know how they say fake it till you make it? I don't really like that. I think yeah, that what would you subtle. advise? It plays out in the subtleties. Of course. It plays out in the subtleties of feeling and of just, and that's the discomfort. What would you, what would you suggest that someone would do if, say, for example, they felt that they really did need to niche? And we're going to talk a lot about niching yeah, here pick on, this, a, on Beauty and Business. Pick a passion. Pick something that yeah. really, and even something you've experienced yourself. Like what I really love is when I hear business owners coming to us and, for example, they might say, you know, I went through a really hard time in my teens and I, I suffered from, you know, breakouts and really bad skin. I was bullied. And now my passion is to help other people. I mean, people love story, storytelling, don't they? They love storytelling. They love to see that someone has solved the problem that they're already going through, you know, that they're going through right now. It's already been done and that you're going to take them through that process so storytelling is really really powerful um, another thing I wanted to just touch on Toby that is really really important is you know if I'm the best thing that's ever happened to my my client and I I say that and I don't believe it what I would love to share today is the biggest takeaway of our session and we're not going to make these sessions really really long because we know people are really busy and they've been saying that they love these really snappy short little uh, podcast that um, I was doing for a while. So we'll keep some long, we'll have some short. But the last thing that I want to really go over, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, is if you don't really believe you're the, the best thing that's ever happened to your prospects in your location, to, to, your, to your clients, really start exploring that belief. I want you to look at what could be up, uh, what are you up against? Do you feel you're not good enough? Do you feel you're unworthy? It's completely okay. Everybody does. How much value do you put in that? How, what are the things that you could do to actually see that that belief exists and move out of it? And one of the things that I find really powerful is to really imagine yourself being in that position of complete authority. Like see the future you. I want you to just use your imagination to do that. I want you to, you know, even say 
that I am the best thing that ever happened to my clients and see the thoughts that come up after that. They, they'll come up and you can see them and you can acknowledge them and then you can just lay them aside and continue to use your imagination, use your conscious mind, use uh, your uh, new belief, which is I am the best thing that's ever happened to my clients. Um, keep using that so that as you're doing that, you are um, really building out what you want, you know, really focusing what you want on what you want. Because one of the things that we do a lot is we focus on what we don't want, right? And that's a pretty serious pattern for an entrepreneur in training or an entrepreneur. Well, an entrepreneur really shouldn't be doing that at all. But for an entrepreneur in training, that can be something they have to really move through. Yeah, and then once you start focusing on that, I think that the, that naturally you'll be making decisions and your actions and everything will start to follow to actually make real that in in your world um, because thinking, um, having that seeing of being the expert in and of itself just isn't, isn't, isn't enough. You need to have the expertise as well. So, so, so naturally then there's going to be a movement toward What's next? And, yeah. and if it means doing a, another training, finding out what your niche is and so on and so on. Yeah, and I think... And we see this all the time with yeah, browse, course, obviously. Yeah. You know, with eyebrows, people come and they've, they're in that, that, that state in their career and their industry that, that they're, they're just doing what they're doing. Um, sometimes many of them have, have lost their passion and they're looking to sort of reignite it. Um, there's even people who are in a completely different career that want to transition across. That's always and exciting. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it really is. And I then, love that. Um, and actually step in and really develop this incredible creative process of mastering a skill um, like Browse, which which has so much uh, uh, depth and and complexity and and, and also can be brought into simplicity and principles. And once they start to really develop that, there's really is inside them an, an igniting of a, of a passion of their own creativity and their own meaning in their work and their life as they move and get better and better and better um, and, and become very difficult to compete with in the marketplace. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. So what can we say for you, that our beautiful listeners, what could you do this week? One of the things that I would do is try it on for size. Try it on. Try the belief on that I'm the very best thing that's happened to my clients, uh, my customers, and really get a sense of where you're left with that. How does that feel like? Does it feel real? Does it feel true? And, of course, if it and doesn't. And what would need to happen to make it real? Yeah. And also if those other thoughts are coming up, you know, don't wait for it to be real immediately because those thoughts take a little, those old outdated thoughts that are telling you you're not, they're going to take a little bit of time before they sort of fall away. So if they keep coming if you keep, if you do have a bad experience, don't worry about it. Keep completely focused on what you want, and and really, you will become the very best thing that's ever happened to your prospects, your customers, your clients. Thank you, Toby, so much for today. It's been lovely uh, just sharing this wonderful information with our listeners, and uh, we'll be back next week with beauty and business. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Toby. Thanks.